meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 13 of Harmony in the Home. And today we're talking about something super fun, shame and blame. How fun is that? You're like, wah, wah. Can we talk about some fun stuff, Kelly? You're like Debbie Downer. You know what's not Debbie Downer? Are the reviews you're leaving on the podcast, on the iTunes? Like what? I think it was Brooke, one of the podcasts. I listen to so many podcasts. So if I misquote someone or if I like don't give credit, just know that it's not from me. I just read a lot of books and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm literally obsessed with personal development. So it's all like in my brain somewhere. So I always want to credit people. I think it was Brooke. She says, you know, leaving a review on iTunes is kind of like a tip jar. You're like a really good musician, assuming that you think I'm a good musician. You just like leave a tip and like a $5 bill is like a, um, a, a star rating. And then when you actually take the time to review it's like a, it's like a 10 spot going in the, in the bucket. Like it is amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your reviews. And Marilyn left the nicest review. I just saw her at church. It was like, Whoa, I'm not used to seeing you this. Like we were both like, wait, what? So she says, Kelly, you rock. I've listened to you through your parenting boot camps and then marriage boot camps, and then followed you on your Facebook live moments and all have been preparing you and us to these podcasts. I'm not on Facebook much anymore. So love that you are doing these and reaching out to more people in need. Keep them coming with two heart emojis. Thank you, Marilyn. Like what is going on? And I love doing podcasting because I know a lot of people try to stay off Facebook and I actually do a Facebook detox group where I teach people to be intentional when they go online, when they go on Instagram, when they go on Facebook, when they go on any social media, because it can be really awesome. And I see a lot of people struggle with anxiety and depression because of their addiction to Facebook, social media, all the things. So I'm all about moderation. I'm all about like balance, baby. So I love doing podcasts because it keeps you off there. It doesn't lock you out of your phone and you can speed me up, which sometimes I speak so fast. I don't even know if you could even understand me if I, if you sped me up, but I listen to my own podcast on two X because I want to hear what I said, but I don't want to critique it. So (laughs) I can listen to like a 20 minute podcast that I did and like four minutes. Not really, but, um, so today we're talking about shame and blame. And a lot of questions I get a lot from people is what's the difference between life coaching and counseling? Because you heard, I think it was great. He says, she's a counselor. Oh my God. When he says counselor, he says it's so wrong. I was like, I was going to fix that. But I'm like, that is so adorable the way he says it. Like, or maybe it's Lily. I can't remember, but I am, I have my master's in counseling and I have my certification from Brooke Castillo, who is amazing. And like one of my biggest mentors from the life coach school. So I find that because I've been in both worlds, there's pros and cons. Actually, there's pros for both. I feel like with therapy and with counseling, it's awesome. And it spends so much time on your childhood. And it is amazing because it alerts you to all the things that all the patterning and all the conditioning. Sometimes I feel like counseling and therapy, what it does is it 
re-victimizes the client and says, well, you had these things done to you. So because you did, this is why you're struggling with X, Y, Z. So there's really nothing you can do about it because you had this thing happen to you in your past. And other than going into a time machine and changing whatever happened in the past, that doesn't do you any good. It doesn't really help. to. It helps to know it. But then what do you do with that information? And so that's why I love life coaching so much because it's it focuses so much on the future. And yes, we want to peek into the past and see what happened, why it's causing the conditioning and the patterning and why we're repeating it in our current and why we're trying to heal that old wound in current time. Awareness is everything. But do we want to live back there? Do we want to leave feeling worse than we started? Do we want to re-victimize ourselves all over again with something that happened to us when we were a small child and we were literally helpless? Do we want to become a victim of that and say, well, this is why I now overeat or why I overdrink. And then it just kind of gives a reason for the brain to keep doing and keep buffering and keep running away from that pain. And life coaching is like, yeah, that was there, but it doesn't have to live there in your present. And we were at um, Steak and Shake, and I'm obsessed with people's childhood. David's always like, oh my gosh, are you going to ask the server about our childhood? We were at Steak and Shake one time. David always says Steak and Shake and Shake and Shake and Shake. He said, and he starts shaking. So I can't say Steak and Shake without saying Steak and Shake and Shake and Shake. Sorry. That's for you, D. Love you, boo. And so we're at Steak and Shake and we were with our dear friends. Have, I, have you heard this before? I think I, I feel like I've told this story before. You can stop me if I've, well, actually you can stop me. We're on a podcast. You could actually press the square and stop me. Oh my goodness. I think David would want that in real life. Like, can I just pause you? Can I just turn down the volume? Can I just slow? Can I just stop for a minute? So we're at Steak and Shake and Shake and Shake and we're with Janet and Steve Bo. I feel like I've told the story if I have literally fast forward and we're sitting there and Janet and I were talking to the server ordering and then David and Steve were over on the side and David and I'm like, oh, how long? You? I started with like, Oh, what time do you work till? And then David whispers to Steve, give her, give her one minute. And she's going to be asking about her childhood. And I didn't know he said that. And then, so I'm just asking, I'm like, Oh wow, you work till three. That's crazy. Oh my God. What time did you get in? That's a lot of, wow. Do you have kids? And she's like, yeah. And then I'm like, where'd you grow up? And they lost their mind. Like it's just in me. I just want to know everybody's story because everybody's story matters. And everybody's story is being played out today. And I feel like we're all in life school. Like we're all on earth school. That's what Tony Robbins calls it. We're on earth school, just trying to figure this out. And like, I feel like you guys are in classes that I've already taken, or I'm in classes that you guys have already taken. And so I'm looking out the window, like, can someone throw me the answers? Cause this is really hard. And this test is really hard. Can, is there someone that can help me? So that's why I am like ravenous about books because these books literally are the answers to the test. And I'm outside of your doors, whatever storm you're in or whatever lesson you're in, whatever class you're in. And I'm like literally waving like a wild person, like you're allowed to cheat on the test. I can help you. I've taken that test. I'm still taking the test. It's almost like when you lose weight, losing weight is hard. And I feel like maintenance is so easy. And that's what conscious parenting is. It's like losing the weight is hard, but once you're in maintenance mode, it's like easy street. Well, some people think losing weight is easy and maintenance is hard. So it all depends on what you're, where you're coming from. And I feel like we're in maintenance mode of conscious parenting in our home and conscious marriage and conscious living. And I'm going and beating on the doors going, you guys, you don't have to keep punching yourselves in the face. I know it hurts. I've been there. So where my biggest struggle was is where most of my strength was built. And so Shafali talks about how people who are empaths and overly helping are very narcissistic because we think that like 
the empaths of the world can heal the world and we're going to fix everybody. And she says, you're actually robbing them of their lesson. I'm like, okay, I will stay outside the classroom. I will just slide notes underneath the door. I'll just slide them. You don't have to, you don't have to look, but I'll just slide them underneath the door. So I always have to, what Brooke talks about is stay out of people's pool because I jump in their pool and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that happened to you. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to fix. And my job now as a life coach is only to help people look at their mind. And Brooke always says like, it's like you see someone punching them in the face and you just have to say like, you know, you're punching yourself in the face. You don't have to keep doing that if you don't want to, but you can keep punching yourself in the face if you want to just allowing them and holding the space and giving them that awareness. And then they can keep punching themselves in the face until they get the lesson that they're supposed to get. Like Oprah always talks about life is always giving you little whispers and then it gives you bricks and then it's the brick wall. And so like when I'm helping someone lose weight, they come to me so desperate and they're so tired of feeling so tired or they can't stop yelling or they see that picture that they didn't know they were in and they see a a view of themselves that they're like, whoa, that picture is just like, I had someone in the parenting boot camp say, you know, I was yelling at my child and I looked over and saw myself in the mirror and it was like an awakening. So all these moments are all happening for you and they're never happening to you. That's what Tony Robbins has taught me. So we talk a lot about shame. We talk a lot about guilt. We talk a lot about blame. So there's someone in your life right now that you are blaming for the way you feel. If my husband would just do blank, if my brother would just do blank, if my mother-in-law, father-in-law, sister-in-law, whoever that's bringing up for you, that brings up the most emotion where you want to say, you don't understand Kelly, the father, the mom who wasn't there, the abusive boyfriend the ex-husband, the where the person that you felt victimized by, or it could be a thing. Like I felt very victimized by infertility. We were in a moldy house. I felt very victimized by the moldy house. I felt very victimized when we had our, when I had my car stolen, I felt very victimized when I had my, both of our cars were broken into. And so there are times when you are the victim in a relationship or in a situation. And what happens is We blame the villain for how we're feeling. So we give all of our emotional power to this villain, to the robber, to the alcoholic husband, to the ex-husband who cheated, to the alcoholic father, to the enraged mother, to the mother-in-law who says things under her breath or says them to your face or says them behind your back. Whoever that person is for you or that child that won't stop crying and won't stop yelling and won't stop, just won't stop. That person is here to wake you up. And you're like, listen, Kelly, you did not understand what I went through. And I do not understand what you went through. And I, it's not okay what they did. It's never going to be okay that they robbed my car or that they stole my car or robbed David's car or the moldy house when everybody was so sick. The problem with blaming someone else over and over and over is that you're allowing them in your four walls with your mind, with your thoughts, with your perseverating, with your circular thinking. If they would have just done this, if they just would have done this, and it's more of a reflection of what they felt about themselves versus a reflection of you. This is very important to know this because the only reason why you're on this planet right now is because a sperm and an egg got together and made you. So right there, you are a miracle. Your value and your worthiness is whole and complete. 
And I say the scientific part of it because you have a one in 400 trillion chance of being on this planet and you had the exact experience that you were meant to have for your soul to go through this life. God does not make mistakes. You are not a mistake. Your value and worth was given to you when you were a baby. The moment you were conceived, the moment you were even talked about, you don't look at a baby in the hospital and then look at their parents to see if that baby is valuable and worthy. The parents could be in jail, addicted to drugs, strung out, whatever you consider not worthy. You don't look at the baby in the hospital just because their parents are in jail and say, well, there's something wrong with that baby. There is nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with your children and there's nothing wrong with the parents that you have and the parents that you had growing up. When you know that, then you stop trying to go in that time machine and change it all. I wish my dad would have been more of this. I wish my mom would have been more of this. I just wish is literally toxic to your spirit and to your soul because it is a reflection of them, not a reflection of you. So when we are little, we take it upon ourselves because children are very self-centered because they're trying to figure out their world. So they look to their parents for their worthiness and their value because they don't know that's given to them at birth. And so they look to their parents. And if that is not filling them up, then they're like, whoa, something's gone wrong. Then we continue to seek external validation for our value and our worth. And then when we don't feel worthy and whole, then we're like, well, this doesn't feel right. So let me eat my feelings. Let me drink my feelings. Let me shop my feelings. Let me buffer as much as possible. So when someone comes to me and they want to lose 50 pounds, I'm like, are you sure? Because that 50 pounds is protecting you from a lot of emotional pain that you don't want to deal with. And the extra weight is just like a mask. It's like a shield. It's like a cover. It's like a whoopee. It's like a blanket that you're hiding underneath because it feels safer there. But it's actually not as safe as you think. And people come to me so desperate for help and for change. They want to lose the 50 pounds. So I give them the meal plan. I give them the workout. I check in with them daily. I'm like, here's the tactics. Do this. Eat this. It's so simple. And it doesn't work. Because their mind is like, no, 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 no. Let's not do that. Because if you do that, that's going to uncover our whoopee. That's going to take our whoopee away. I help people stop yelling at their kids. They're so desperate to stop yelling at their kids. They love them so much. They don't know how to stop. They don't know how to stop. They don't know how to stop. But the yelling is actually a way to offset the pain that they have from their past. Isn't that crazy? So the pain, the, the yelling is actually serving a purpose. Or I'll help them stop feeling like they're in a brother-sister relationship with their mar- within their marriage. And I'll say, okay, you need to drop the walls and be vulnerable. They're like, uh, you are crazy. I want my money back. You said you were going to change my husband. The beautiful part is that we chose our husbands. We chose our wives. We chose these children to have be in our life. Unless you're in an arranged marriage or the children were dropped off at your door, we chose all of this. So how do we want to show up? in this marriage, in our four walls, in our relationship with ourselves? Do we want to keep running and hiding like Forrest Gump and hiding from all this emotional pain that everyone has? When you think about it, pain is just a vibration going through your body. It's nothing to be scared of. It's part of the human experience. So when we can normalize it and thank the pain for waking us up, that's why I said in Lily's podcast, I'm like, thank you so much, Lily, for waking me up. The one who's, the one who's acting out the most in your family is the one who's your brick, who's your whisper, who's your brick wall, ready to wake you up when you are ready. So the teacher keeps showing up, the teacher keeps showing up, and like we're not showing up for class. We're skipping classes. 
if I could just change X, then it will all be away. And what happens is we give all our emotional bandwidth, all our emotional power, all our emotional responsibility to the ex-husband, to the father that wasn't there, to the brother who was abusive, to the ex-husband who cheated. We're giving all of our emotional power to someone else. Isn't that crazy? When, Because we make the, whatever happened to us mean something about our worthiness and our wholeness. And so we're always trying to seek that out. And so the people who have the abusive father, and then they were like, how am I in an abusive marriage? How did this happen? Because the little girl in you thought that this was normal and that this was part of the deal. And so the clients that I deal with that had abuse in their past have abuse now in their future, in their current. It just shows up differently. It just has a different face, different name, because the brain is always trying to heal that old wound in current time. So it's just going to have a different face. It's going to have a different flavor. And the mom that was yelling at you all your whole life, now all of a sudden you're yelling at your child. What you're really doing is a little girl and you is yelling at your mom because you never could yell back. Or maybe you did. So it recreates that old patterning over and over and over and over. And so what we did with at Tony Robbins is everybody has this. Everybody has their stuff. Everybody has the things that they blame and they shame and they guilt. I'm just encouraging you to not give them their emotional bandwidth because if you're giving it to them over and over and over, then they're in your four walls. That energy is within your four walls and you're lashing out your children, but you're really mad at your dad or you're lashing at your husband and you're really mad at your ex-husband. And so we bring this baggage into our current relationships that does not serve us. We put all this emotional responsibility on our other people in our life to fill us up and make us feel a certain way when that's not their job. The only job of the people that live within our four walls, their only job is to be there so we can love them. It's so simple because they are just mirroring back to us and reflecting back to us how we feel about ourselves. I help people clean up their homes and I say, do not have shame or guilt because of your home. It's just a reflection of what's going on the inside. And you see that the the show hoarders and they go in and they help and they clean and they fix all the things. And then a year later, they're still there because it all comes back. The weight comes back. The yelling comes back. The, the abuse in the marriage comes back. It all comes back. If we're not dealing at the root, shining light on the root and plucking it. And that's what I love about life coaching is that you can shine your light on the root. You can pluck it and then be free from it and not bring it into all the current things because it's all just a reflection of what's going on in the inside. This is really good news to know because we don't have to give them all of our power. We're giving all of our emotional power to the ex-husband when we divorced him for a reason. I don't have an ex-husband. I'm saying we. I'm speaking in terms only because I used to do this. I used to blame the mold, blame the infertility. I was a victim. I blamed Lily forever. You heard me. I was blaming her and blaming her if Lily would just change. And she was the one here to wake me up. That's why I love the conscious parent. I was like, wait, what? Oh, she has her own throbbing spirit and I have my own throbbing spirit. Oh, I don't need to be enmeshed and codependent and put her at the center of my Saturn. Oh, because then I'll get lost in her and I'm feeling lost in her and I don't even know my way anymore. I was like emotionally hostage of Lily and her behavior and her manners and her mood, whatever her mood was. That was the roller coaster I was going on. Once I stepped off that roller coaster and I was the calm in the storm, I was the flight attendant in in my own life. I was the center of Saturn. I was putting on my own oxygen mask first. When I did all that, Then I was a separate throbbing spirit from her and not a mesh codependent. 
and then she was able to thrive and fly. So that podcast you heard is after a lot of struggle and a lot of pain. And I'm so thankful for it now because that's why I'm so desperate to help other people. I'm like running back. I'm like, I know this is hard because I have been there. I have lived it. I have done it. And it is brutal. And once I learned about detachment and ego and fear, it was like, oh, I don't have to carry all that. So many of you are carrying so much that you don't need to carry. And when you let go of that, it's so freeing. It's emotional weight. So it's like when I found conscious parenting, I felt I left the same way I did when I lost 20 pounds of physical weight. I felt that same type of lightness to my soul, to my spirit. And that is what the lightness that Lily and Grady now feel and David feels. It's so freeing to give away. And so one thing that was really helpful that we did at Tony Robbins is we talked about blame and what we are blaming and what are we bringing into our current relationships. And I was working with a client and she had her a family member steal thousands of dollars from her. Thousands. She's like, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. And she was ruminating and perseverating. I said, that is a reflection of them, not a reflection of you. They went to court. They couldn't get it back. They couldn't prove it. It was like a whole situation. This was five years ago. And she was still living it like it happened yesterday. And I said, you know, every day that you are perseverating and thinking and ruminating, you are letting them steal from you every single day, again and again and again. You are letting them the abuse from your father happen again and again and again in your current situation. Isn't that crazy? Because you're allowing that energy into your home. And so one thing we did to shift our thoughts and shift our mindset and shift how we think about pain is we played the blame game. We wrote a letter to the pain and we said all the things we blame the pain for, but we put the positive spin on it. So when I was talking about infertility, I blamed infertility. I felt very broken. I felt like I couldn't be part of the mom's club because I was, I had so many issues with infertility. I felt broken. I felt not good enough for David. I felt not good enough as a mom for so long. I carried it. I didn't even know I was carrying it. And then when I was like, oh, I don't have to carry this. And so I started blaming infertility. I blame you, infertility, for allowing me to learn about patience. I blame you, infertility, for allowing me to appreciate every single second of every single day. I appreciate you, infertility, for allowing David and I to become closer and learning what a rock and soft place to fall he is for me. I blame you, infertility, for teaching me about my support system that I had that I didn't even know how deep and wide and vast it was. I thank you, Moldy House, for finding us our dream home because we were forced to get out of that house overnight. I thank you, Moldy House, because it caught Lily's scoliosis when she was three instead of 13 and surgery would have been needed. I thank you, Scoliosis, for teaching us about patients of driving and therapy and back braces. I thank you, Physical Therapy, for teaching me about Vanessa. I thank you, Scoliosis, for helping us help other kids that are in the same situation. And so I did this with everything that I was carrying, all the things, all the pain, instead of just running from it, because shame and guilt and pain and blame, they love the dark. They love hiding because when you hide, then it just festers and it grows and it grows and grows. But when you shine light on it and you're not scared of it, you're like, I blame you. I blame you, ex-husband, for the beautiful children that we brought into this world. I blame you, ex-husband, for teaching me that I need to make boundaries around the way I need to be treated. I thank you, Father, that wasn't there 
for teaching me how to be there more for my kids. I blame you, Father, that wasn't there because you're teaching me how to be better for my and be better there for my kids. I blame you, Mom, who yelled and screamed because you taught me that I never want to do that to my own kids. And you taught me resilience. So I blame you. So putting the positive spin around blame, it really starts to change your mind and change your mindset. And you can just go and go and go. These are things I'm just rattling off. I've helped other clients do it with their ex-husband or their mother or their father that wasn't there, or the alcoholism, whatever it is, blame them because Shafali always says pain is the greatest portal for growth. The pain is always happening for you. It's never happening to you. When you think of all the things like that, then you go at all the things. When I'm in traffic, I'm like, what's the lesson, God? What are you trying to wake me up to? What are you protecting me from? Thank you for this traffic. It can be done in all the things. So it drops that whole victim villain story where you might've been the victim when you were little, but you don't have to be the villain now. So many people play out the victim villain with their own kids. They'll send me emails after emails after emails, 17 pages long of all the things that are wrong with their kids. So their kids are now the villain and they're the victim of their children. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Nothing's gone wrong. This child is here to wake you up. This child is all the way it's supposed to be. You know how I know? Because it's happening the way it's supposed to be. Dr. Shafali talks about accepting the as is. Byron Katie says, when you argue with reality, you'll always be wrong. That argument with reality is what gets us all jammed up. When we just accept the as is of every moment and we accept the as is of our past and we accept the as is of our presence, then we can let go of that rope that Kyle Cease always talks about. We're in a tug of war. We're defensive. We're blaming. And it gets us nowhere. It doesn't serve us at all. But when we drop the rope, there's nothing, there's no resistance, there's no tension. And that's where we free our own soul. It does not make what they did okay. The robbers, the molesters, the cheaters, the alcoholics, that's a reflection of them, not a reflection of us and our worth. Because that was given to all of us during and when we were born. So I'm trying to help the world get out of the victim villain story that they're telling themselves. And all it is, is recreated from their past. And that's why I love working with people one-on-one because we can delve into the past and peek back there and see how it's playing out today. And then you know what we can do? We can change it. It doesn't have to be the same old, same old, but the brain likes to seek pleasure, avoid pain and be efficient at all times. That's what the brain loves and thrives on. So it's like, let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing it. And as a life coach, we help you look into your brain and say, huh, I guess I don't have to keep punching myself in the face. I see this pattern now and nothing changes if nothing changes. That's why it's so hard for an adult to change because the brain likes the same old, same old, even if the same old, same old is painful and awful and terrible and miserable and robs our inner peace and has us yelling at kids and yelling at our husband and yelling at ourselves because the way you talk to your kids is a reflection of how you talk to yourself. So just know that when you work on you, everything else changes. Drop the rope, drop the blame, blame them for the things that they've taught you and blame them for the pain because they are the greatest portal for your growth. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves 
so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt resonating moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.